I am fucking pumped to be back, Carl. You have no idea how long that off season was. That was outrageous. Football's coming back. Football is coming back. We are literally one day away from football. By the time this is posted, it is going to be the NFL season. It's outrageous. Seahawks Social, welcome back to those of you who have been following along last year. Thanks for uh, getting through the inaugural stages of the podcast. I feel like I'm super excited for this year. 2020, just based on the Seahawks offseason and how good they're going to be this year alone. But for the podcast purposes and you lovely people, this is going to be a very, very fun year. I, uh, I take a lot of pride in being the unfiltered, unconservative Bias. podcast of the Seattle Seahawks. None of that garbage bullshit crap that you hear on TV that everyone is politically correct. You're going to get the opposite here. And uh, we're pretty excited. We The podcast is going to look a little different than it did last year. Our uh, good friend and one of the most analytical football people I know, Lucas McCann, is uh, going to be in and out of the podcast this year. He's not here tonight. He uh, His family's growing. He's having a baby. Mm-hmm. So he's got a lot of shit going on. I, on the other hand, have nothing, absolutely nothing going on in my life other than the Seattle Seahawks. So you're going to get a lot of me this year, and I'm pumped about it. Carl's stepping into his shoes, though. I'm stepping in, and I am pumped for this season. Carl, you got a lot of... Uh, you gotta live up to all the all the stats that Lucas brought to the podcast. I know it's it's gonna be super super tough, but I will do my best to prepare and spend hours and hours each week. Also, the hatred for Jason Myers is was absolutely unmatched. I think we're gonna have to keep that going, <laughs> just in the memory of Lucas here. We uh, we had a really good off season. I'm super pumped. I've never really been into an off season like I have this year watching every move. Thank you to all of our awesome Seahawks Instagram pages that keep us fans updated every step of the way. It's Honestly, it's remarkable how quickly the updates are posted. There's a bunch of them. I can name them all, but I don't have them in front of me, nor have they given me any credit, so I shouldn't really mention them anyway. (laughs) But Seattle Seahawks is a good one. Seahawks Galaxy, there's like a bunch of them. Check them out. They are phenomenal for Seahawks updates, trades, cuts, injury reports, all that kind of stuff. Man, I'm excited. Where do we start? I just want to reiterate that we are likely, highly likely, the most official podcast of the Seattle Seahawks. And that comes with absolutely no research into what other podcasts are out there <laughs> talking about the Seattle Seahawks. I just have a really good feeling about this and uh, and I'm pumped. Carl? No, I agree. I think we are by far the best and I don't think it matters who else is out there. <laughs> Let's start with the off season because there was a lot that happened. Uh, I know that at the end of last season, we had a couple conversations regarding whether or not Jadavion Clowney was going to be a Seahawk going into 2020. Whether or not he was worth what he was asking. And obviously the offseason proved 
me correct, just to point that out. Um, $18 million is a lot for a defensive end. And he didn't... I feel like if he played 16 games last year and his stats were carried out through 16 games rather than playing six, Mm -hmm. he would have had a lot more interest and chance at getting a number like that. I feel that hurt him. And obviously... he literally just signed three days ago. Mm-hmm. With Tennessee, right? With the Tennessee Titans. Which is weird. At a number that the Seahawks originally offered him four months ago. $15 million. So it's not even $15 million. It's $13 million plus incentives. Mm. And the incentive, I think, is based on like performance yes, and yeah. how many games he dresses for, probably, because he only played six games last year. I like the guy a lot. He was a big difference maker on the defensive side of the football. And I think he's an absolute stud. But it's he kind of sucks to see him go. But he wanted to win. I Why know. did he go to Tennessee? So that's another thing we're going to talk about, Carl. Is who are the competitors in the AFC? Mm-hmm. And I think T- I think Tennessee is in the top three. You like him, right? I think they're really good. Um, they had a pretty deep playoff run last year. Mm-hmm. You think Tannehill's going to... the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah. I think Tannehill's extremely mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> but defense and running the football wins games, ladies and gentlemen. And they have an... Ex- what's the running back's thought? Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry he is, is a monster. A absolute beast. And defensively, they were really good and they're ad- adding one of the best defensive players in the league. Right. So you think they're going to be up there? I do. Let's get into that in a second. Let's talk about the Seahawks offseason. Arguably, in my opinion, th- arguably for the rest of the NFL analysts out there who, again, we've talked about their conservative bullshit and they don't really ever give you a real opinion. I think the biggest pickup of the offseason, Jamal Adams. Jamal man. Adams, strong safety. Best safety in the league. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a Seahawks fan and you're listening to this, you're probably thinking, that's a biased opinion. You're correct. But I did ask my friend, who is a big Carolina Panthers fan. I know I feel sorry for him too. (laughs) I asked him about what he thought about Jamal Adams, and he said, Jamal Adams is the best safety in the league. And this guy really likes football. Not that his opinion matters more than mine or Carl's, but... I think he is. So an in- instant impact kind of guy? Dude, Defend. in the last six, well, when, whenever we picked up, we picked up Diggs halfway through the year last mm-hmm. year, but Diggs, is a, Diggs was unhealthy and he was a difference maker on defense 100%. last year. Yep. So I don't know what his offseason looked like, but assuming that he's healthy coming into this year, we're back to the, like, the Legion of Boom days, man. The We have two all-star Pro Bowl type safeties. Mm-hmm. I think Shaquille Griffin is a really good corner, and I'm hoping he bounces back. Or I, I'm I'm just hoping that he continues to progress the way he did last year because last year he was a really good a really good shutdown guy. And on the other side of the ball is kind of to be determined. I thought the Quinton Dunbar pickup mm-hmm. was going to help us a lot on defense, mm-hmm. but current events have told us that 
Quentin Dunbar may not be seeing the field this year. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. So huh. do you remember the problems that he had with the law uh, okay, a couple so months ago? Off field stuff. So he was uh, a witness called him out at being involved in like a armed robbery type thing. That's a problem. Makes no sense. You're in the, like you're in the NFL. What are you robbing? Like <laughs> convenience or sort of this makes no sense. Anyway, he got off because that witness turned out to be not very reliable or something happened mm-hmm. and he was off. So he was like back at training camp and as of like three or four days ago, something else came out that's saying that he was involved again and now shit hit the van. So he may not, I don't have the most updated information on this. I am basing this off of reading Instagram ads and <laughs> Instagram posts and Facebook posts. So don't um, quote me exactly, but it sounds like he's not going to be uh, dressing week one at least. So on the other side of the ball, or on the other side of, uh, in, this, in the backfield, we have Flowers, mm-hmm. who is a big body. Got a lot better last year, a but better. Uh, made a lot of mistakes. Pete Carroll's really high on him, though. Pete Carroll loves him. So I'm, I, I think, uh, who knows? If that's our weakest link, I think we're looking pretty good mm-hmm. in the uh, defensive backfield. Then we look at the linebacker core. And, man, okay, that's I don't know about you guys, but I am extremely excited to see um, Jordan Brooks play football. He, just watching some of his university highlight tapes, he, he's an athlete. He's man. a monster. I think, I think he is the type of guy who even as a rookie is going to make a difference and playing with Wagner, who is going to be, I think is a really good leader and like has been one of the best linebackers in football for the last eight years. Jordan, I think that's going to be a really good situation. Jordan Brooks is six feet, 240. Straight from Texas Tech. I think he's going to be really good. I'm pumped. I'm pumped about uh, the one question mark, obviously losing Clowney hurts a lot. Mm-hmm. And I know they've picked up a couple guys recently um, on the D line. I just don't know much about them yet. So it's going to be interesting to see what the pass rush looks like early in the season. <laughs> Was one of the guys Jaron Reed? Yeah. Have you heard anything about him? Is nope. it, I'm pretty sure he's dealing with some kind of injury right now, but I don't think it's a big deal. Okay. But a lot of people are saying a lot of positive things about him, especially in training camp, camp or whatever. He's um, a D-tackle. Yes. Okay. He's on the outside. He's what, on the inside. Yes, sorry. Uh, what about Bruce Irvin? How he's, do you feel about him? He's a nostalgic pickup to me. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. He's an it. older guy. He's mm-hmm. a, like he was a Seahawk most of his career. And he was a phenomenal Seahawk for most of his career. He's a big energy guy. Good ball rusher. I just don't know how much juice he's got got left. So to me, I think that is the one question mark going into the season. Okay. And if we only have one question, one small question mark going into the season, which is pass rush. Mm-hmm. Man, I am more optimistic going into this year than I can ever remember I've been being a Seahawks fan. Maybe I paid a little more attention this offseason, which may be part of it. Mm-hmm. But offensively, I think we were one of the better off- offenses in the league last year. We just, uh, 
Russ wasn't given the freedom let that he Russ deserves. Cook. Let Russ cook. Right? That's the hashtag going on right now. Yeah. I have a crazy staff for you, Denny. And I think, okay, hold that thought yeah. for one second. I think, um, I think the Seahawks offense is going to look a lot different this year. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to look more dynamic. I think they're going to have a lot more play action on first down where they typically run the ball like 90% of first downs. I think they're going to be a little bit more creative. I think they've understood how phenomenal of a a gamer Russell Wilson is. Yep. Put the ball in his hands, he's just going to make plays. Like It happens every week. We're down 14 at halftime, and somehow we win by three. Yep. Why are we winning by three? Russell Wilson makes plays, that's why. I can tell you why. So the stat that I was going to say, since 2017... The Seattle Seahawks have have had the least pass attempts in the first quarter of any team in the league. <laughs> so guys like Blake Bortles and stuff are getting more pass attempts in the first quarter than Russell Westbrook or Russell and Wilson. So this is a guy that whatever this list was called NFL.com whatever it was, he was voted the number 2 player in the NFL going into this season. Mm-hmm. He's always been underrated. This year I feel like he's in the position that he deserves. But he's been one of the best one of the top five quarterbacks in the league for at least five years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. And he's throwing the ball the least. That makes a lot of sense. Whose fault is that? I think it's a difficult comment. It's a difficult question to answer. I think the Seahawks are kind of built around the running game, mm-hmm. and it's kind of turned the franchise around, which is great. But at the same time, they need to understand that the weakest two parts of their team at the moment are one, the pass rush on mm-hmm. defense, and two, the offensive line. Right? We've had a really, really bad offensive line for five years. It's been our weakest point by far. Yeah. So, and maybe running the ball is a little bit of the coaching staff saying we need to protect Russell Wilson because mm. our uh, <laughs> the line can't do it. Our pocket protection is uh, little to none. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But I agree with you. I think this is Russell Wilson's year. Everyone's healthy. We got Disley back. We picked up Greg Olson, Metcalf, Lockett, uh, the other right receiver that we got from uh, Indianapolis, Dorsett. Dorset. Yeah. You hear about Josh Gordon coming back? Yeah. The NFL hasn't Not yet. fully inst- is it instated him. Because they're changing the rules on like the marijuana policy or whatever. So, not that, yeah, he hasn't been fully reinstated yet. It's but. fucking legal, people. Well, no, I guess not in the States. In Canada, it is. <laughs> well, most in states. In some of the states. Yeah. How many states? Oh, that's a good question, Denny. Why do we care? Why do we care about someone going home and smoking to not feel their injuries? Why do we care about that? I don't know, because then... Who gives a fuck? They show up on Sunday and they play good football. Oh, yeah. That is the dumbest shit ever. I uh, understand n- there needs to be rules against people like Quentin Dunbar who are <laughs> robbing people at gunpoint. Like, that is a no-brainer. If you want to smoke weed, if you want to have a fucking beer after the game, it's legal. why is it any different? Fully legal in nine states. Nine? nine. Okay, well, that's not, discouraging. Not why? I don't know. Man. States is all kind of fucked up right now, right? They're all over the place. Jesus. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think the offense is 
has the potential to be the best in the NFC. Mm-hmm. In, like I, top three in the league. I agree. At wide receiver, I don't know who else I'd pick, like what wide receiver core I'd take. I think Metcalf is going to be an absolute beast. Going into the second year? An absolute beast. I see um, some people are projecting to have a 1,000 uh, yards and 10 touchdowns, which is a big year for year two. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I don't, I like, obviously don't know him. It seemed like he progressed really quickly last year. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he learned a lot, which mm-hmm. is really exciting as a fan. Um, it seems like he's a pretty smart dude. His The big knock on him going into the year last year was he's not a good route runner. He's just a big body. And watching some of his routes late in the year last year, it seemed like he was getting a lot better. Mm-hmm. And he was beating some really top-notch corners because of his route running. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously a big body. But man, like if he works his ass off the next few years, he this is a bold statement, ladies and gentlemen, but you hear, heard it here first. He has the potential to be like a fucking Calvin Johnson. I agree. He's an athletic freak. He's he it's like his body makes no sense. Go look at his shirtless pictures, guys. <laughs> seriously. And just it'll blow Google your mind. Shirtless Metcalf <laughs> next to shirtless uh Pete Carroll. <laughs> they did that in practice one day. It's hilarious. But like you're saying, Metcalf has all the tools. I think it's just up to him. His work effort, like off the field 100%. stuff, that's all it comes down to. I think being surrounded by guys on offense like Russell Wilson mm-hmm. would be really good impacts on him. Um, I know Lockett's a pretty hardworking guy too. Being like five foot nine, I think you have to be, to Lockett, be a top receiver. Lockett for us needs to be healthy this year. That's yeah. the biggest thing. So many, a couple guys, eh? I think they're taking Lockett off of returns, uh, kick returns, yes. just to save him because he's he's such a key aspect on 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 offense. How do you feel about the Greg Olson pickup? Interesting. I I don't really know how much of an impact he's going to have. I think uh, will a healthy Will Disley mm-hmm. is going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. I think Greg Olson is. I think he is more in the tank than Marshawn Lynch d- did last year, but I think he's going to be that type of um, impact on the team. Mm-hmm. Will Disley's a young dude. Yeah, he has a lot of potential. He had a really good start to the year before he got injured last year. Oh, this is a crazy start! The craziest start. And I feel like Greg Olson's experience and how good he is at the like intangible parts of being a tight end, mm-hmm. like blocking and on those read routes all that kind of shit, I think he's going to be super, super important for progressing guys like Will Disley. How many snaps a game does he get? Uh, if I was to throw a random guess, assuming Will Disley's healthy, 10 to 12. Okay, yeah, I agree with you. And moving on, what, what do you think about Luke Wilson and Jacob Haas? I mean, the tight end crew is pretty nice. Who do you think are gonna, who's going to come out? Who's going to get the playing time? It's hard to say, man. Like, they're, they're just such different guys, those so two different. at the end, right? Yeah. So, I don't. How many tight ends do you dress? How many tight ends are on the fifty-three man roster? I don't know. Are four? I think they're just three. They took four, I believe. Are there four on there right now? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe they're gonna have a bunch of two tight two ends. Two tight ends. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. But the wide receiver core is so good that it's, it's hard so to take good. those guys off the field. Um. I don't know. Like, Luke Wilson is a big body. Mm-hmm. He is. A mediocre blocker, a mediocre route runner, and has decent hands. 
But he's a better blocker than Hollister because Hollister's a small guy. Mm-hmm. Whereas Hollister's a better like third and short guy where he's running little out passes, out, out routes, and I think he is more exciting. I yeah, I think honestly, so. I feel like Hollister could be involved more in the Seahawks offense than mm-hmm. Luke Wilson. So you think it's going to be Greg Olson maybe starts, get a couple snaps, and Will Disley's going to be the main guy? I think Disley's the main guy as long as he's healthy. I think Greg Olson is a really good pickup for... Um, what's the word that I'm thinking of when having more than one is good? Backup? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though? No. Can't think of the fucking word, people. Everyone <laughs> out there is like, they know the word, they're saying it. I get it. I can't think of it. It means when you have two or three really good guys at the same position, it's nice because you can remove them in and out. I don't know. Let's <laughs> fucking move on. I know what you're saying. It's painful. Uh, one thing I got to say is uh, I got Chris Carson on my fantasy team. So I'm expecting extremely large things from him. I'm hoping he can stay healthy and I'm hoping he can uh, hold on to the ball for us this year. What do you expect from him? Who's the running back we picked up? Carlos Hyde. What do you think of him? How old is he? How old is he? That is a good question. Running back life, like their yeah. just lifespan is so short, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, like, like two, three years maybe. I'm going to guess that Carlos Hyde, and it's funny because everyone is thinking Carlos Hyde is at the end of his career and he has two years left. And he's like now just going to be, uh, you know, eight to 10 carry, a guy, a carry per game kind of guy. I'm going to guess he's 28 or 29. 29. Fuck. Isn't that crazy? The running backs. Their lifespan literally is 23 to 27. It's like being a fighter pilot in the, during a war or something. It's crazy. Man. So what What do you think? He's We're, a great pickup though. Yeah, for a backup for Chris Carson. 100%. And then when, I think Penny's going to be out another four to six weeks. That's, yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah. But those three guys together is pretty legit. I think too, like, do you think they're going to do more sets where the running back is looking for the ball? Like, because I don't know, because if they're going to use Russell Wilson more to throw, you know, maybe that opens up the running game a bit more instead of always forcing it. I think the exciting part about our offense is just how many options there are. Yeah, that's true. So like Very teams true. are going to game plan to stop the run and Russ is going to throw the ball 42 times that game. Yeah. And then teams are going to game plan to stop Russ and then just the Hawks are going to run for 180 yards that game. Man, oh man. The offensive line on uh, on offense, the offensive line is my question mark. I don't know really enough. I heard they just announced po- Pochich um, as their starting center. Pochich, Ethan Pochich, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, I've been hearing things that the offensive line has gotten better. What people are worried about right now is the def- defensive line. I think we're going to be talking about the defensive line like we did the O line last year, this year. I know they've picked up a couple guys on defense. I just, and adding Jamal Adams, Mm -hmm. I think people are really underestimating just from what I'm seeing on like Seahawks accounts on, on social media and seeing like the team post, post practice interviews and all that kind of stuff. I think people are really underestimating his talent. Mm. I think he's much better than people think he is just because he's young. Mm -hmm. I think he's what played in the league for three years and he's been on an absolute garbage team for three years, right? Yep. So people, good players on garbage teams don't get much recognition. Mm. He is a really good 
like run stop safety. So I think involving him in like different blitz packages okay. and run stop stuff is going to help the defensive line. So kind of use the safeties and the linebackers to kind of bail out the line. I think there's just going to be so many different looks with him in there because he's so versatile. But even though if our line's weak, our linebackers and our DBs, like you're saying, are so good. So hopefully they can find some kind of balance that works. Pass rush is, pass rush is it's, I know, it's a very difficult thing to say. Pass rush, it's huge, man. Mm. It's so big. Getting pressure on the quarterback, there's like even mediocre quarterbacks in the NFL, if you have six seconds to throw the ball. You're going like, to find someone. Exactly. It's so hard to, as a defensive back, as a safety, to cover the best athletes in the world for six to eight seconds oh, is impossible. It's, it's, it's difficult, right? Very difficult. Like even a guy who is not a great route runner, like mm-hmm. Metcalf, who's getting better, it's really challenging to cover them for six seconds. So pass rush is huge, and I think that's going to be the variable on defense. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens week one, which I'm pumped about. I don't know. We're going to see what happens. I'm very optimistic, though. I'm very optimistic. More optimistic than last year, for sure. 100%. 100%. You want to talk about the Falcons matchup? No. we got a lot more things to talk about, Carl. (laughs) There's there's a lot of fucking shit that happened throughout the uh, offseason in the NFL. Lots. One of which, we don't need to talk much about this, but... What the fuck is happening with OBJ right now? I don't know. I have no idea. No idea. Google OBJ news. See what comes up. What is this joke about? <laughs> what is this? Uh-oh. Appears to joke about not safe for work bedroom claim. Yeah. It's along those lines. Okay. Is this uh, safe for this podcast? Dude, this is the what's the unfiltered podcast. This is the real fucking shit that all the Seahawks fans want to hear. Is this what you have to do in like Cleveland to occupy yourself? Hmm. Yeah, I guess he's just bored as fuck. (laughs) Anyway, we don't need to talk about it. But if you're curious about OBJ and his uh, behind closed doors fetishes, go check it out. (laughs) It's fucked up. Um, Wildin'. So Carl's wearing one of my jerseys right now. And oh baby. We literally just have a machine over there that anytime we nod our head, just tosses another beer. It's pretty fucking sweet. We need to work on its uh foam ability though. It's a little foamy. You're shaking a little <laughs> we need to bit. work on their toss. <laughs> so Carl doesn't have a Seahawks jersey. I do not. We're going to make that happen this year. Mm-hmm. Who's at the top of your list for Seahawks jerseys? Uh, 100% Greg Olson. Cool. No, I'm just kidding. I, Dude, I was not expecting that answer. I don't know. I'd get a Chris Carson one for sure. Okay. Fantasy. Mm. The middle linebackers, Kendricks or Wagner. Bobby, absolute classic Seahawk. Maybe a Jamal Adams. Jordan Brooks? What number is Jordan Brooks? I know Jamal Adams is 33. Jordan Brooks was a low number, I think, like six or something. Six, I think. Or maybe that was his university number. You like those low numbers, eh? Um, I'm not biased towards numbers. Biased towards people that are wearing them. (laughs) 
Can I, uh, I'd like to make a comment. I'd like permission for the floor, please. Good, please. Go ahead. Any of you people out there, please feel free to DM me. Why the fuck is it so hard to find a stitched Seahawks jersey of the player that I want? Where do I get that? Why? I don't understand. I have searched like minimum 20 minutes for a stitched Jamal Adams jersey on at least eight to 10 sites. Non-existent. Why is that? We is signed it, him th- three months ago, yeah. two months ago. Is it because he hasn't played? Is there no... I don't give a fuck. I want a fucking jersey. You can't special order it from somewhere or anything? I don't know. Does anyone know? Please DM us. You can order... Seahawks so social. On NFL.com, you can customize a jersey, but they only do the printed ones. That's like that. That's stupid. No, so I want the stitched yeah, one. You want the real thing. I want, ladies and gentlemen, I want a Jamal Adams jersey, preferably gray. I would accept blue. I just don't have a gray jersey, so I'd like to add a gray jersey to my collection. And I'd like to be Joel Adams, number 33, and I want it stitched. If someone has a hookup or knows where to acquire such attire, mm-hmm. I'd like to know. Or is good with a sewing machine? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess so, yeah. I guess we could order... Patches. We could order a Russell Wilson jersey and just add a three. <laughs> could you imagine? A couple like Seahawks patches on your shoulders or whatever. Yeah. Get it done, custom, custom made. Because the problem with 2020, I assume they're going to have them in mm. the stadium, but they're not allowing me into the stadium. That is the problem. That is a problem. Other than the Miami Dolphins. So if we ever play the Miami Dolphins, which is not going to happen this year, unfortunately, it's going to be tough to see the Seahawks play. Why are the Miami Dolphins the only team that is? Did you see what they announced? This is the first time I'm hearing about this. So the Seahawks, like. I'm pretty sure every other team in the league mm-hmm. announced no fans for the first three games, I Which think. makes sense. Smart. I think they announced three games. The Miami Dolphins come out and say, we are going to limit our capacity mm-hmm. to 13,000 fans. Florida, baby. <laughs> they, ain't, they ain't worried about nothing. Why thir- oh, 13,000 just seems strange. Like, it's- I guess people are getting used to empty stadiums now watching hockey playoffs and basketball playoffs and soccer games and whatever. It's weird, but we're getting used to it. 13,000 fans is going to be super strange. Are they just going to be like randomly sped, spread out? Is there going to be a seat in between, two seats in between? That's going to look weird. I assume they're going to have some sort of like tarp that is going down like sections and T's. Gotcha. And people are just going to be plotted in between. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But be interesting to see what happens on Sunday with the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> so strange. So strange. How like, long do you think that lasts? Like what? Like safe from COVID and the games going on? or No fans in NFL games. No fans. How long do you think? At least the rest of the year, I think. You think the whole season there's going to be no fans? Mm-hmm. I, I mean like this year, like 2020. Yeah. So maybe January, February or something, but... It's tough to say. Right I'm now. on the fence. I. It's hard to say. There's a lot of revenue in the NFL, and it's clear from what's going on in the states right now that that is really their priority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have a hard time believing 
that it's going to last the entire season. You think they're just going to try and force it and just go back to normal as quick as they can? Are we getting political here, Carl? <sighs> I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> there's so many different opinions. It's hard to voice them, but this is not a filtered show. So go fuck yourself if you're <laughs> upset about it. I don't know. I feel like it is hard to tell people what to do yeah. for a long period of time. Right. No, I 100% agree. I don't know what comes out of it. Unfortunately, I'm not in a position to make policy. If you are and you'd like my advice, feel free to DM me. But I predict that fans will be in stadiums during this season. This season? Yep. I think I agree with you. I'm already right because Miami's involving yeah, 13,000. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Prediction. Check. I'm honestly, like you're talking about stadiums and stuff. I'm more worried about the actual teams and a couple of people getting COVID, spreading it to the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. And now that team just can't play. What happens then? What are they? Because there's do we no, know what they're planning to do. There's no bubble. I don't think they're doing anything special. Mm. Speaking of bubble, Seahawks. <laughs> Did you hear it happen? So they had like a team hotel during training camp and one guy got caught. It was like a, I think it was a young guy, maybe a rookie that was like borderline making the team. Mm -hmm. And he brought a girl back to the hotel. Mm -hmm. The next day he gets caught. <laughs> I heard about that. And but I mean, that happens across all sports. Totally. Hockey, baseball. Yeah. What was the question, sorry? I can't remember. Um, oh, you're saying there's no bubble, so you're worried about the players? Yes. Because, I mean, 53 players a team, you have mm. your trainers, your coaches. There's so many people involved, and all mm. it takes is for one person to get that. So what happens then? I'm in fantasy, I'm going to have to worry about COVID, people missing games because of COVID. That's what I'm more worried about, honestly, versus the fans. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's the uh, right thing to do. I don't know. Like, call me very... I don't know what the right word is. I think people should make their own decisions. I think that's it. I think forcing people to not work for six months is like criminal. Mm -hmm. We're going to be so worse off. Now we're getting political. <laughs> Back to the Seahawks. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? We unfortunately don't get to make those rules, Carl. So unfortunately not. Yeah. Let's progress. I want to hear your predictions for AFC and NFC. I saw something, Some one of you uh, Seahawks Instagram pages posted projections for the NFC, uh, each division's record. Yes. And I disagree heavily, whoever you are. I think it was Seahawks Galaxy. You bringing it up? I'm trying. <laughs> I think it was Seahawks.Galaxy or mm -hmm. like one of those pages. Anyway. My prediction, I was talking about AFC earlier. AFC, I think, oh, great question, Carl. Want to hear your thoughts off the top of your head? Go. Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl hangover or no? 
No, I think I think that I think uh, they're the real deal. I think Mahomes is on another level. And I agree. I, I think as long as he stays healthy, they still have all their weapons. Their defense is there. I think they're the team to beat. I'd agree. I'd put them in the top three. I think um, AFC. You may disagree, ladies and gentlemen. DM me. I will fight you. Kansas City Chiefs. Baltimore Ravens, Tennessee Titans, baby. This guy in the Tennessee Titans train, eh? Okay. Texans, no? Suspect. Suspect. Steelers got Roethlisberger back, but I don't How know. How old is he? 106. 49. What about the Patriots, your favorite team? Okay. All you <laughs> fucking garbage Patriot fans out there, go fuck yourself. Cam Newton is not the savior, bro. Yes, he's a good athlete. He's not a good quarterback. Fuck you. He's a running back. He's an RG3. He's one hit away, unfortunately, from being career over. Next. Same thing with Lamar Jackson, eh? Man, Lamar Jackson is a phenomenal athlete. He is uh, very unique in the game of football. Not many people can do all the things that he can do. Mm -hmm. I don't think he has the... What I saw from last season is I don't think he has the football IQ to have longevity at the quarterback position. That's my beef with him. Mm-hmm. So you think his, uh, it just it's limited. Something's bound to happen. I think it is terrifying mm-hmm. if I was a Baltimore Ravens fan watching him on every play because he battles for an extra two yards, which is unnecessary, and he gets hit ridiculously hard by the best athletes in the world. That's terrifying. Mm -hmm. What I love about Russell Wilson is he will slide. He will go out of bounds and get two less yards, but he doesn't get hit. So he stays in the football game because he's the best player on our team and we need him to be in the football game. I 100% agree with you. That's my beef. I think a lot of people are saying that. It's just one hit away, man. If If you put Russell Wilson's brain in Lamar Jackson, it would be like, quarterback of all time like potential best better athlete than um mahomes yeah mahomes has a great arm though he's like, got a great arm yeah maybe they'd be like on same level level if i'm starting an nfl franchise right now mahomes and russell wilson are so much further ahead than lamar jackson i agree i agree iq wise yes i think i mean lamar jackson's probably more athletic but he's, young he's not too, gonna right? make the play man he might learn, like he might get better. Who knows? Maybe this year in the first few games we see something different. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like if he just keeps taking shot after shot after shot, like it's only a matter of time. Same as RG3, right? Like mm-hmm. RG3 for two years was unreal. And then people figured it out. Just hit him hard. Yeah. Tough to do anything if you can't walk. Yeah. Can't argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, Denny? NFC. NFC. Who you got? For some reason, people are all over the Cowboys. I don't know why. Fuck off people are, with this Dallas bullshit. In people the weakest have been division. all over the Cowboys for the last yeah. 30 fucking years. So fuck them. Uh, 49ers are going to be up there. Dak Prescott, overrated. Yeah. I mean, Elliott is great. He's a really good running back. He's just a dick. He's like, he's a, he's, He's such an arrogant prick. You don't no. like him, eh? Does anyone no one not likes a, the Cowboys? Do you disagree? <laughs> not, 
Jordan, you can say whatever you want, but I'm talking to them. What about the Bucks? Big Tom Brady. He's got some weapons. I think they're going to be hilariously Under, underperforming. Underachievers. That's your that's your call right now. Yes. What do you think? Uh, what's the, their final record? The Bucks. Yeah. I haven't looked at their schedule. If you have anything to add, I'm going to pull up the Bucks schedule just so I can comment comment on that. Do you think Tom Tom Brady has a better year than last year? Or do you think there's a regression? Man, real opinion? Mm -hmm. I think Tom Brady sucks. (laughs) I think he sucks. Okay. It's not a real opinion. (laughs) If I was the Tampa Bay general manager, Mm -hmm. do you get to make the decisions, bro? Whatever your name is. I'd be looking to bring in someone else. I'd be looking for a rookie. I'd be looking for a college guy. (laughs) I'd even bring in me. Guys, I'm suiting up this year. I don't like him. Who else is left? Saints? How do you feel about the Saints? They haven't changed much. I don't know if they've added so, anyone. In my opinion, which matters a lot in this podcast, <laughs> I think the Seahawks and the Saints are going to battle it out for the NFC. Mm. I think the Niners are going to be slightly behind. You think so, eh? Yep. And I think the Cowboys... Because they're in a shit division, Nav, Sodi, your Eagles are shit. I think the Cowboys are going to have a winning record, but they're going to be 10 and 6. They're going to win their division because the division sucks. And, but the NFC Championship is going to be Seattle, New Orleans. I like it. I like it. Packers, you're not worried about Aaron Rodgers getting old, Devontae Adams. I, I'm going to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. I do not follow the Green Bay Packers offseason, and I have no idea what their team looks like. I just, um, no, not worried. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we trying to find? We're trying to find the Tampa. Oh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing the Saints week one mm-hmm. in. New Orleans, they're going to get fucking shit pumped, people. They're going to lose 51 to 3. Like, it's going to be an absolute gong show. No, I have no worries about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <clears throat> Are we? I'm, I'm looking at the Seahawks schedule right now. Are we playing? I hope we play Tampa this year. Seahawks schedule. Uh, Falcons, Patriots, two W's. Then at the Cowboys. Oh, no. At home against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. That's going to be a big win. And then we're going to Miami. COVID Central. Giddy up. <laughs> Here we go. People, me and you, we're flying to Miami. <laughs> we're getting one of those 13,000 tickets, and we're going to see the game. Hopefully, they have a fucking stitch Jamal Adams jersey there. What the hell, people? Um, who are we looking for? Bucks? No, no Bucks game. Nope, no Bucks. 49ers. But we do play a team called Football Team. <laughs> what are what they the about? What the fuck is happening? How is that a thing? The Just wa- come up with another name. You can what? call yourself anything. Why didn't they come up with something else? Man, there's a lot of questionable things that have happened in 2020 so far, Carl. That is one of them. I 
don't have an answer. Football team on three. Is that, is that what the cheer is going to go now? Man, it is shockingly embarrassing, to be honest. The NFL is a multi, multi, multi-billion dollar business. How much money does the Washington team careful <laughs> have available to hire like hire me pay me a thousand bucks i'll put in a few hours and come up with a few names for you guys i can even sketch a couple logos might contract that out there for, first name off the top of your head go <laughs> bulldozers there you go that's better <laughs> the washington bulldozers what the fuck is a football team that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. If I played on the Washington football team, I'd ask for a trade immediately. What are their jerseys going to look like? It's going to be plain black with white letters? It's like, just going to be a picture of a football on their chest. <laughs> that is that's the dumbest d- thing of all time. That's the dumbest thing ever. All right. NFC predictions, Carl. Go. NFC predictions. Yeah, I and think, then next week's predictions, then we can get the hell out of here. I don't like the Saints for some reason. I think it's going to be a battle between San Fran and Seattle like it was last year. Hmm. Honestly, I feel like either team can sweep the other one, flip a coin. But I think it's going to be those two teams battling. Super Bowl matchup. Oh, nephew. A dream, I guess. Kansas City against the Seahawks. Hmm. I think that would be a lot of fun. Do you think KC is back-to-back in the Super Bowl? Like, do you think they're making it back-to-back years? As of right now, I think it's so. pretty rare. They're, it is rare, but they're good enough. And if like if you have a QB like Mahomes, I think it's such a big difference maker, especially in playoff games. Football is just such a crazy sport that like one, there's so many injuries, right? Because it's so <gasps> physical. Oh my God. And one injury puts you out of playoff contention, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it changes your team. What's their running back's name? Hunt? Well, he they have a new guy. They have a rookie this year. Better than Hunt. Better than Hunt. That's scary. Hunt is on, uh, he got kicked off because he, remember? He punched that girl or whatever. Oh, so shit. he's the backup right. on the Cleveland Browns right now. The Can- Chubb. Can- Chubb's a beast, man. Chubb's Kansas so City, they got. Um, I don't even know why. Why do I know the starting Browns running back? I don't know why I know that, but it, he's a beast. It's a rookie RB for K- Kansas City. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He uh, played with Joe Never. Burrows last year and he put up sick numbers. He's a short guy and a. Uh, he does a lot of running running plays and like off to the sides and stuff. Fuck, I sound like such an idiot. <laughs> he does a lot of running plays. Ladies and gentlemen, newsflash. This is this just in. Running back does a lot of running plays. Does a lot of running plays. <laughs> no, but he's, he's like a receiving running back, so he'd be in the flats a lot. Hmm. Rookie, super quick. Who knows? It could be like Kareem Hunt two years ago, right? Monster right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So you think Casey and the Seahawks, Subo? I think so. I think that would be sick. I think that would be a lot of fun. This is the most biased, unbiased opinion I've seen. On a Seahawks podcast, Carl, who is an unbiased, what I thought was unbiased, fantasy NFL football dude. It's so neutral. Is calling the Seahawks to make the Super Bowl in 2020. I like him, man. I think Wilson goes on another notch this year. I think he's going to be another MVP running the entire year. That's what I'm hoping for, man. I got good feelings. Do you think he is underrated, overrated, or... He's been underrated for the last 10 years. Do you think he's currently underrated? I think so. I think if uh, if he's under a system that 
favors throwing and lets him do whatever he wants. I think he's probably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. For some reason, and I don't know what exactly the reason is, I think the NFL hates the Northwest. I can see that. I think teams like New England and New York and like East Coast teams. Packers. Packers. For whatever reason, it seems like the NFL just fucking loves them. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. The whole Midwest football culture, right? They're all up into that. I don't know. But like, what's your biggest thing? What's your biggest beef with the Seahawks? As who? Like, why? How, why do you think everyone hates them? Strictly location. Mm. <clears throat> no, what's the? Fly I think over? they hate that the Seahawks are good. That yeah. they need to put them in primetime games mm. that start at nine p.m. Eastern time. Just because the West, I see. I think they hate that. In a rainy stadium. Oh, great! Bringing up the stadium, I like that. <laughs> no fans, at least for the first whatever three, six weeks, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Who does that hurt the most? I don't know. I, with NBA, I don't know. I, I all these sports, every single person is different and they react differently. Some I know some people love it because it's like. Like for basketball, for example, it's basketball 24-7. They're in the bubble. They're always thinking about it and they love it. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people miss their friends, their families and stuff. So I don't know. Guys obviously feed off the crowd, but then you'll be able to make calls and audibles and whatever much easier, right? I think it'll change the game a little bit. Do you think from an individual athlete point of view, do you think the pressure goes away? Because like in football, basketball is whatever, 20,000 people in the stadium. Yeah, Football is 70... 80,000 people yelling like it's not it's like a wave of it's got to do something weird yeah. to like your mentality especially if it's like are you, is the stadium gonna be echoey and stuff 100% then yeah I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough adjustment for a lot of people do you think it's better or worse though do you think it like relieves nerves I don't think so I think those guys are professionals I don't think it matters Really? Think back to like your days when you're playing though. Yeah. Like rookies. I love crowds. Yeah. These guys are 21 years old. Now it just feels like you're going up to a pickup game with no crowd though. It doesn't feel official almost. So you think for their point of view, it's harder to prepare because it feels less significant because there's le- no people there? I could see that. Hmm. There's no motivation. Not as much. But like it's going to change the defenses a lot, right? Because they'll be able to audible and adjust a lot better. Usually that's when all the yelling happens. Well, in home stadiums, like the big thing from the Seahawks forever since I can remember is how loud the crowd is. So when other teams are on offense, it's so hard to call different plays because they can't hear. So I think without a crowd, the the home advantage isn't going to be as as big as it used to be. I think it hurts the home team more than the away team. Do you think that's more important from an advantage standpoint than the travel, staying in a hotel versus like sleeping in your own house? Huh. That's a good question. Because I feel like that's as almost equally as big as a, right? Like waking up in your own bed, Mm -hmm. making a breakfast or like your big time having a cook make your breakfast. Yeah, <clears throat> driving your own car to the stadium, just you have like your routines, routine yep. and comfort mm-hmm. versus like 
waking up in a hotel, eating garbage food for breakfast. Or just food you're not used to, right? You don't not have used your to. Chef, then you're yeah. like riding on a stupid semi bus to the stadium. And it's just weird when you're away. Do you think that is more effective in terms of home field advantage than crowd noise? I think guys just get used to crowd noise. I think so too. I think that's way bigger. Having your own routine, your own home, your own bus, your own dressing room, everything. I think that's much bigger. So then the home field advantage is still there. I, it's still there. I just don't think it'll be as big of a deal. Hmm. Just because I think the defense will be, you know, won't be as a disadvantage as it as if there were a full crowd. Do you think it hurts teams like the Seahawks who had like traditionally and historically throughout the NFL have had such a big advantage at home because of how loud the crowd is. I think it hurts them a lot. I think it's going to hurt them more than other teams. And yet you're picking them to make the Super Bowl. This team must be good. I know. They will be good. But I mean, everyone's going through that, right? So yeah. eventually it'll even out. I'm like, Obviously, other teams, they don't yell for them and they don't have that kind of impact. But I think all teams are going to be affected. And it just it's just going to, whoever can adjust... There's other thing. stadiums that are really hard to play into. Like Casey's really loud. Um, and the Falcons loud. Cause the dome. Yeah, because the dome. Cowboys. Same with uh, New Orleans. Yes. For some reason, isn't Oakland really hard to play in? I guess they're Just gone. The are they gone now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. No Oakland. This is the first year of a- Vegas. I don't, sorry, I if that so sounds far. fucking stupid, people. Yeah, no, because Oakland was the last year, and this is the first year in Vegas. Holy fuck. How have we not talked about that? I don't know. Jesus. No one's been talking about that. Remember how everyone thought it would be such a big publicity stunt to move it or publicity stunt to move a team to Vegas? Mm-hmm. Guess what, people? No fucking fans. Now what? Yeah. The that Las sucks. Vegas Raiders. That sucks. Yeah. So there you go. Like oh, Raiders always had the craziest fans, right? You would dress up and yell at each other and you'd see all that. Well, now it's just going to be like tour. Well, like I know, when it's gonna be fans a, come back. It's going to be your LA crowd. Yeah. yeah I know. Shall we make predictions for next week and get out of here? Let's make predictions. Okay. In Atlanta. In Atlanta. You like Atlanta. They have a couple weapons, but they also have a couple plugs. I think the Hawks come out firing. Yeah. I think our defensive line shows some weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And but I think the Hawks put up a lot of points to prove something to the NFL. And I think the Seattle Seahawks win 38 to 20. Okay. My absolute dream is to have Russell Wilson come out on his first possession and throw three times. That would be amazing. My prediction, I think most games are going to be over 30 points. I I truly believe in this offense. I'm going to go with 33 to 21. Just because the Falcons have some weapons. Julio Jones is healthy. Calvin Ridley's sick. That's going to be a good game, but Seahawks all the way. How excited are you for football? I'm so excited. Uh, man. Fantasy started, dude. I'm ready to get this going. I was, so we're doing this late on Wednesday evening. First NFL game is tomorrow. Yeah. I was on the way home from work tonight at like 7.15 and I was just like laughing mm-hmm. in the car thinking how fucking pumped I am for NFL to be back. There was no preseason. We didn't get Nothing. to see anything. Nothing. That's why it's kind of like a mystery. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like the D line and the O line. Yeah. Like we have no clue what's going on because we have no fucking clue what's going on. 
Guys are going to start dropping so quick to injuries and all that stuff. Yeah. Who knows what they're uh, like when you, what's the word I'm looking for? Running capacity. You know what I'm talking about, Carl. Your endurance, not stamina, endurance. Endurance. There you go. Yes. Who knows what their endurance is like? Yeah. They haven't played a fucking football game in since January, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a long time. Long time. I'm sure they, they're pretty ready to play. They probably want to get out there too. I pray, I pray that nothing happens with COVID and I all the teams stay healthy. Me too. And I hope we have a full season. Because mm. baseball went through that a little bit. Teams just get it, right? Yeah, and you have to cancel games. Yeah. But it's baseball, there's a million games, so who cares if you cancel a few? I mean, they cut it down to 60. Oh, did they? Yeah. It's still too much. It's <laughs> a point for another day. <laughs> All right, people, we'll get out of here. Thanks for listening. We, uh, we're excited. This is going to be a fucking good ride, I think, mm-hmm. in 2020. It's going to be a fun season. We're going to be honest. We're going to be brutal. Denny's going to say some shit. It's going to be good. Let's predict the CX record and then we'll leave. Because uh, I think I can't remember who what Instagram account it was. They had the Seahawks tied for the division mm-hmm. with the 49ers at 11 and 5. Here I have 12 and 4 or 13 and 3. I 13 and 3. 13 and 3. Okay, if you go through, I'm going to take 12 and 4. Okay, deal. Fuck you up.